How we all doing? Welcome back. Welcome back. This is uh, Rick. And I'm Dan. Welcome and, uh, to the 90 Gents. Podcast. Um, sorry it's been a long time. Yeah, we've had an unfortunate... That's my uh, horrible girlfriend in the <laughs> yes. background saying about the seven listeners that we have. It's Allie. <laughs> Thank you for the seven listeners, by the way. Yes. We appreciate you very much. We'd like to increase the uh, female listening since they're only 27% of our yes. uh, total listening po- uh, population, I guess. <laughs> Audience, Audience, sir. Sorry. Yeah, that's the word you're looking for. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm not a professional. <laughs> True. But we I did stay at the Express. Um, today's subject, we've been talking about this for a while, is uh, one of the craziest things that ever happened in our lives or happened to us or what we did that's crazy. Or um, stupid. Or stupid. I, I, and I've, I think both of ours are stupid. Yeah. So um, Dan's going to start out with his. This yeah, I had, uh, had a little trouble with it. I was going to do one about being in college, but I decided to change it to... Something a little local. But before I start... Allie's one was about a, her being a stripper. Yes, that was actually... We'll talk about that one. Yeah, we'll talk about that one. We'll try to get her back on. But before I start, I just want to give a little thought and uh, prayer to the Ukrainians. Yes, I hope that they uh, just destroy the Russians. Yes, well, yes. Literally destroy. <laughs> Have no fear, Ukrainians. We're here for you. If you need to shoot them in the head straight on, go right ahead and do it. Yes. I'm yeah. not ashamed to say it. Keep sitting the vodka. <laughs> anyway, so my story is uh, when I was a young kid, I live out in uh, Sugarloaf Mountain, which is out here in Montgomery County, northern Montgomery County. And I grew up, I was going to CCD, and we had a neighbor. Her name was Colette Martin. She was a few years older than me, but she wasn't really well like like people would call her spaz. But my parents and her parents were friends. The Martins owned a big farm down the road from us. And we, you know, they, you know how parents do when you're little, you get forced to hang out with each other, play dates or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> and we became friends. And, you know, she, when she got to seventh grade, I think I was in fifth grade, she took me to her seventh grade dance at Poolsville. Anyway, so we had gone out with her grandfather. He'd taken us to a pool. And as part of the treat, he decided to take us to McDonald's. I think it was 10 years old at the time. And we, he gave her the money for us to go buy our Big Mac, Happy Meal, whatever it was. <clears throat> and there was some change left. I think it may have been a couple quarters. Who knows, it was all silver, there was no cash. She didn't have a pocket. And I had these like little Nike Umbro style soccer shorts on that had like a little change pocket. So I put the change in there and we walk back and we're sitting down. Five minutes into eating, he goes, where's my change? She goes, oh, Danny has it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, and I pulled it out. Not, I, don't, I don't pick up on his looks or anything like that. Well, within a week, he wrote a letter to both her parents and my parents stating that I was a delinquent, that she should no longer be allowed to hang out with me that how could a son of a cops of a cop be raised to be such a thief and that I was going to go nowhere in life for all of like 30 cents. Well, as years went on, 
I hated the guy. Every time I saw him, I'd flick him off for whatever. And he didn't like me either. He only lived down the road. We were 16 years old and I was with my neighbor. Well, you stole his 30 cents. Yeah, I know. That's, which actually, by the time I turned 16, it was probably about 52 cents, you know, inflation. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, 16 years old, Halloween night. It was me, Eric Gates, um, John well, Evans. Let's, let, let me stop you right there. Do we want to give out all names here? This could be evidence. Oh, uh, it's fine. Okay. He passed away. God, God rest his soul. Um, so we went out on Halloween. We do what 16, 17-year-olds do. Hell. Soap, toilet paper. So he lived down this long driveway. It was the only house. It was a private driveway. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this motherfucker. And I explained the story. They're like, dude, that was like sick. I'm like, I don't care. We walk down that, you know, do our little black ops. Lights would go, like the sensor lights go off or whatever. I get to the doorstep and I'm like, what are you doing? I just freaking unbuckled, dropped trowel, squatted, and just took a huge shit right on the front doorstep. And his freaking lights turn on and the door opens. I'm squatting and I turn over like my left shoulder, look at him, and he's like, what the hell? I'm like, how you doing, Mr. Martin? Pulled my pants up and ran like a mother down the road. Sure shitting. I get home and my father is sitting there at the kitchen table. And I'm like, oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. And he goes, come here. I'm like, oh, shit. He's going to... And he just looks at me and he goes, sticks his hand and he's like, well done. <laughs> he's like, so what'd you do? I was like, I took a dump. He's like, did you at least wipe him? I'm like, no. He goes, well, get in the goddamn bathroom, wipe your ass before you get dingle bears. And that was it. That, there goes my story. And I was my last thing that Mr. Martin ever saw was my chocolate starfish shooting shit out on his front doorstep, all for a few nickels and dimes. That is fucking awesome. No repercussions? Uh, Just uh, the phone call. And uh, when we would go to church or like we had this, we went to St. Mary's and they had this bazaar every year. And when I would see him, he would just... And Colette actually stopped hanging out with me during that time in high school. Yeah. Her parents were like, you can't have him over. Shit on your grandfather's doorstep. And I was like, oh, well, you deserved it, motherfucker. Now that, that dude sounds like a fucking complete douche. I wish he kind of had a little bit of gasoline and yeah, like uh, do the fire burning bag. Well, I wish I had had some toilet paper. Put a little candle on top of it. <laughs> or he at least had the decency to let me wipe my. And of course, when I did it, I look up and my friends are already gone down the. Tra- I can hear yeah, them running. They, they took off. They didn't wait for me. They weren't even uh, pussies. Yes, and Eric Eric G was the older of the group. He was about to go to college. And I'm like, you're the bigger of all of us. I got to go to college. (laughs) That's fucking great. I apologize. There's going to be noise in the background. Um, Mine is uh, a little bit crazier than that. Uh, It involves Police and uh, so that was a, a DC bar crawl. Well, my dude involved police. My father was. A yeah, cop. He, yeah, I was a cop. Um, we went to. Um, um, actually, I'm gonna pause it right here, guys. Uh, give us a few minutes, and we'll be right back. 
All right, we're back. I uh, had to pause there for a minute. Um, my story's a little kind of crazy. Um, had a couple of friends call me. Uh, this was during, you know, DC had all these bar crawls and stuff like that. Called me kind of a little late that day. Like, hey, we're going to bar crawl, join us. Met up, up down in DC. I think it was Adam Morgan or somewhere, the bars around there, and we were bar hopping. A lot of the bars were running out of beers and and stuff like that because it was packed. Cake was playing that weekend. You know, we're having a blast. We're all drinking, drinking liquor, drinking wherever we can get cold beer, but mostly liquor. So we're getting nice and toasty, <clears throat> uh, me and the guys. And then the plan was to hang out down in D.C., the band Cake was playing for the weekend, but then one of my buddy's friends heard that there was a party down in Maryland University. So we hopped on the train, which, by the way, at this point, D.C. had like these huge cones in the middle of the street. And I decided to grab one of them and drag it through the metro like an idiot, you know, in the middle of the... Your the, date. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, we get to Maryland University, this supposedly awesome party with a bunch of chicks. Well... It was a sausage fest. I was already drunk and I was fed up and I decided, you know what, I'm going home. My friend decided to follow me, but I didn't want the other two guys to follow me, but they ended up hearing that we're leaving. So they decided to follow us and go back. Who the hell wants to hang out at a sausage fest? Exactly. Um, so again, back onto the train. We had to switch trains. Um, and while we're waiting, one of my friends goes, Oh, that's a cool Scooby-Doo poster. It's from the first movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, I want that. Let's let's take that. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I'm sitting there calmly, not doing anything. But you know, my hands crossed. I picked the lock. Then I these other three idiots that I was with, you know, were doing like drunk wrestling moves, kicking each other. Uh, and doing a bunch of stupid stuff. And I'm like, guys, you know the cameras are looking at us. And they're like, ah, oh, who cares? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. You know, so by the way, uh, it's unlocked. And I walked away. They took out the poster from the display and stuff like that. I was like, again, cameras. <laughs> but they didn't care. And another problem was the poster was pretty much almost the size of my buddy's car. So I was like, how are you going to get this poster home? You're going to lay it on top? Because it was like a board. You couldn't roll it up. It would mess the poster up. Oh, it was cardboard. Yeah, it was cardboard. So, you know, they they go, we'll figure it out. I was like, all right. You know, so (laughs) we got on the train. And, uh, yeah, next stop, full Metro Police and SWAT gear. Guns out, guns blazing. That's an expensive poster. Yeah, you know, um, so... I'm sitting there like, I'm not part of these guys. I have nothing to do with this. They're like, we have you on camera. You're definitely part of them. I was like, well, I mean, they're my friends, but I didn't do anything, you know? I mean, I'm guilty by association. They didn't care. They took all three of us downstairs. They had a paddy wagon waiting for us. And they lined us up in this five, seven, five, six cop, dickhead of a, of a, of a cop. He's a little prick, a little man complex, whatever. You know, it was going down the line. Did you do it? Yes. Next guy. Did you do it? Yes. My friend. Did you do it? Yes. Me. Did you do it? No. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm 100% positive just because I'm hanging out with my friends and they do stupid things. I didn't do it. They wanted to do that. I'm, 
you know, he didn't care. They put us in a paddy wagon. And mind you, this was a, a holiday weekend. So the courts did not open on Monday. We had to wait till Tuesday. We were locked up in the D.C. jail, <laughs> you know, and that was fun in itself, sleeping in the D.C. jail with criminals because they put everybody in one yep. cell, murderers, rapists, all that. I mean, there was dudes in orange jumpsuits in there waiting for trial, you I, I guess. You that cornbread. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but the funny thing this cop did was he decided to mess with us, in my point of view, is before he put us in a patio, he goes, you know, if your buddy over there said yes, we probably would have let you guys go. I just gave him the finger before he closed the door. I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. You know, so I locked up in the GC jail for three days. Comes Tuesday, we get our trial. And uh, again, same thing. They all got lawyers, you know, the, the lawyers. They even didn't have their own lawyer, the, the, the free Four ones that they lawyers. give you. Yeah, and I took one for that day, like a, a public defender guy, and he's like, did you? I was like, no. He's like, why don't you just, because I'm like, I don't want this on my record. Like, I do not want any of this. I didn't do it. I'm guilty by association. So he's like, all right, you know, they, we went through the process, come back for trial. Throughout this whole process, I learned that the movie studio was planning to do, uh, um, I don't know what to call it, but they were planning to press charges. Wait, like because it's their product in the metro. <laughs> She's talking like uh, I don't know uh, Universal or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah okay. that's that was the rumor that I heard that the lawyer told me, and I was like, you know what? I don't need you as my lawyer, dude. You can go. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was taking it a little too far in some of that. So I went back to my trial that day, and the judge let me go. I, I explained my side of the story, you know, that I was just hanging out with friends from Broadcrawl and some of that, and I was guilty by association. Um, and I got to go. The other three idiots got community service. All three of them got community service, like a bunch of hours. They, I think For a the movie that didn't even break. Like yeah. <laughs> But the, the worst part about it is because my buddy, Sean and I, I'm not going to give out the last name, we were regulars at this bar, and he told the bartenders and everybody at this bar the story. So the fucking bartender got me a Scooby-Doo glass and him a Shaggy glass, and that's what we drank our beer out of. Oh. Every, yeah, every time we went over there. I guarantee you the, <laughs> the prosecutor was probably like, well, you know you, you took movie property. There's a good Not that they were going to actually go yeah. after it. He probably just said it to scare in a, us in a perfect yeah. way of like, well, they could also come after you as well. Yeah. So that's like, that. That was, and that was. But I don't of, understand at this point what exactly were they trying to prove to get? Like, okay, yeah. just slap me with a fine. Yeah, three idiot kids. I don't know. Give me a weekend or whatever it is. Yeah, and the funny thing is, while we were in the jail cell, my other friend. Also was telling these criminals, DC criminals, of what we did, and they were making fun of us. Oh, look at the frat boy stealing posters and we gonna put yeah, it up yeah, in the city right. of forever. Like you, you I was that, like, dude, shut up. Don't know, be telling them anything. You got no street cred there. It's <laughs> yeah, funny. Like, I'd be like, yeah, that's funny as hell. Like, you pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like these guys <laughs> are hard, hard criminals. 
<laughs> we are not hard criminals I'm here. Sorry, we're just going to look at you and go, you definitely did something. <laughs> You're Spanish. Yeah, You're Latin yeah. American. Yeah, of course. You, you know, look I, guilty. You got tattoos. You, know, you must have done something. Yeah, so I, like I said, they got to do community service and stuff of that. So all, all, nothing on your record. Nothing on my record of that. And But here's the funny thing. Fast forward, I want to say 10 years, maybe less. You know how in Frederick they throw a festival every year and they put like these gold keys yeah, yeah, yeah. in the middle of Frederick? I, I don't know, like every block or so. These three idiots stole the gold key. Stole the key. Were you there with them? No. Yeah. I found out. Did they I, call you up and take you in as well? <laughs> no. Because you're guilty. You know, <laughs> um, and I saw it in the newspaper, like some type of newspaper, because I lived here in Maryland. I saw it. Go Key of Frederick stolen by three guys. Well, people saw the dude's license plate, the truck that they put the key behind. Again, police found out the address, showed up to their house, <laughs> and these three idiots have the key sitting right there in their living room. <laughs> I called my buddies like, did you not learn from the Scooby-Doo incident to not do stupid things with these other two idiots? It's stupid innocent thing. But you're old enough. Like, they were older. Like, you would think less Don't learned. you think at our age right now we would still like to do something dumb like that? Not steal a key. Where there's a crowd around you and they can see you in your automobile. And no. I steal every time. I, I, think, I think I'm too old for that now. When I go to a good, like, decent bar, I will steal their pint glasses. I mean, <laughs> remember when at Bennigan's, I used to steal all the pint glasses. That's different, though. I don't... Yeah, but I would... Yeah, then I'd put them around this area at people's houses. Like, <laughs> I think at one point, Grant had like 12 of them going up his driveway because I stole all the little ones. And I would, I carved them, stuck candles in them, pulled up one night. Yeah. And I got a phone call and then being like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, what? And I got pulled in by uh, Trish, our yeah. GM at the time. She's like, I don't like that lady. You're, you're on camera. I'm like... Yeah, it, it's a freaking pumpkin. Yeah, she's she's that lady's not a fan of me because I called her a cunt. Yeah, I was there that night. You, yeah. You, so this kid right here that's talking, <laughs> we were at the bar talking about another crazy story. And so think about the corner of a bar. Like I'm sitting there and I can I'm looking catty corner to his face, and he's hammered. I, I wasn't hammered. Yay, but you I was tipsy. You weren't listening to anybody. Somebody could tell you your name was Rick at that point, and you'd be like, no, it's not, because yeah. I say it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and you're talking, I don't know what set it off. Because the bar was closing early. Like, whose dumb idea was this when you got a packed bar? Okay, and so you're like, fuck, fuck. And then, so Trish is, at some point, ends up directly behind him. And he goes, like, yeah, well, fuck that bitch. Whatever you said, screw that. C-word. Yeah, and we're all like, "Dude, I'm looking at him going, <laughs> crossing my like my hands across my neck, like, shut up." <laughs> He's like, "What?" And then she puts, she's like, "You're banned. You're out of here." And you're like, "All right, well, fuck you." <laughs> and I'm like ad living here, but there's definitely you can get the idea of what was going on. And so, turn to, to top it off, he lived across the street from this place. Like, he could. Rick, you can walk. To Literally walk right. home, yeah. And he looks at me and he's like, um, do you mind give me a ride? 
Dude, I just got to make a right and a right. Because I'm hammered and I shouldn't be driving. <laughs> well, not hammered. I'm tipsy, as we like to call it. And I sure. Tried hammered. To, to his place. I'm like, God, you could throw a football to your house. It's true. <laughs> and I, I did this many times. I could drive this kid home. We, threw, we flew a drone over there once. From, you know, Sean had a drone and... We flew and looked at Ben against from <laughs> every time. Mind you, did just get in. They finally let me back in. By the way, I went and called corporate and told them the story, and they're like, "Oh, you just got to behave when you go in there. They can't ban anybody for good. You didn't do anything that was horrible." I was like, "I, I know I did it." They ban people for the dumbest things, and there's no reason at all. For oh yeah, hundred percent. It, it was that place was dumb. We did a lot of dumb stuff there too. I agree. This is going to be a short podcast, but we are going to start something new. Um, we want to start doing like music reviews. So we're going to do like songs or albums um, or even artists, you know. Um, I have a song that I right now is brand new. Well, not brand new. It's about, about a year old. You know, it's off of one of my favorite bands, uh, Deftones album, Ohms, is called Urancha. And of course it's Deftones. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's hey, I think it's a one a well written song. It's reached my top twenty of songs of all time. That's how good I that's how much I like this song. Okay. You know, um I it, it just and what's great about this album, I'm not gonna review the album, but I'll say something about it is the the last Deftones album before this one Fans had mixed reviews, even me, being a Deftones fan. I was like, mm, this one's not as good, you know, because um, I don't think the band had their whole heart into it. You know, everybody, I think, was just in their own world. Right. So it wasn't a great album. This last album, everybody had their heart and soul into it. And it, the whole album's phenomenal. But this song just, it brought me back to old school Deftones. It, it, it has riffs. It's, everybody's putting in full force the, 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 you know, the turntable guy, the bass player, the drummer, the guitar, the singer, like everybody is on their A game on this song. And it's it's a it's a riff song. It just has awesome riffs. And it's it's just beautif beautifully written. If you haven't my point of view. noticed he's very passionate about his music. Whereas yes. I am very passionate about my music too, but I only know that I like it and that's it. Whereas Rick will give you the background, the history, the uh, I don't know. Two, what three, day four. was made? Yeah. <laughs> what they ate that day? Where I'm like, I don't know, man. Just my I got goosebumps. Anything else? No, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I will uh, segue part of the song to this. Um, but yeah, I love the song. I, I, I mean, it's in my top, my top twenty greatest songs of all time. You know, I'm pretty sure Deftones could write like. Uh, the wheels on the bus go around, and you'd be like, it's freaking amazing, man. It's dead tones. And they, they sung the song, The Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round. Well, I just told you I didn't like the album before this one. I have mixed feelings okay, about it. So yeah, not everything they do is great. So, so one out of a million doesn't count for sight. <laughs> now, of course, as he's a big fan of Deftones, I am a big fan of Elvis. My man. Okay. So he, he did this song, uh, it was his comeback after, his Vegas comeback, and it's... Um, this one, he was fat? No, 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 no. This is like, at, 
pretty much after he came back from the military. Okay. And, you know, the Beatles had kind of taken hold. And this was like, is he going to be able to be the king again? Is he going to do this? And he did this song called If I Can Dream. And he sang it as his Vegas special. And it was a few days after Martin Luther King had been assassinated. And it just so happened. Elvis had wanted to do this song for a while. Colonel Parker, his manager, was like, that's not Elvis. And he was like, I'm going to do it. And it's one of his, it's considered one of his most like passionate songs. He never did it live. I mean, he did it live, but he didn't do it because it took so much energy for him to sing this song that it, when they recorded it, even his back, uh, background singers or backup singers were saying, I've never seen him sing like this before. I mean, he, he actually has like tear going. And, he's passionate about it. Yes. And he, because Elvis was like, you know, and it was, it was perfect timing for the song because of the Martin Luther King. And he believed in all that equal rights and all the fighting for this because, I mean, look at one of my favorite songs of his. It's obviously my favorite song in the ghetto. So he, it's, it's a pretty moving, it's, it's a really good, like, I mean, look, I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it. Yeah. I don't, I, it's probably second to my Elvis top two being ghetto number one. And he never did it because it just took too much energy out of him, particularly as he got older, because he said he would never, after this song, he would never do anything that he didn't believe in or was passionate about. And in the nine years after this song that was left in his career before he died, everything that he went out and did, he did the best he could. Of course, at the end there, where he was all screwed up on drugs, that's not really Elvis, obviously. Because anybody that's high... <clears throat> we've all been drunk or something like that, that you just talk and babble. And he, but as far as what music that he would be allowed to be released or he would produce or sing, he had to be 100% behind it. He didn't all of a sudden go back to like, doo-wop, doo-wop. Yeah, yeah. You know, stuff that would sell, like the, the 99.5 kind he of... He didn't want to be a sellout anymore. He wanted to be more... I don't think he was... His initial stuff when he started wasn't a sellout, but yes, then he started making... All he had to do was be like, oh, almost. And, and it was be like, oh, I love him. <laughs> and he could be like, happy birthday. He's like, oh, my God, that's the greatest song ever. Elvis Presley. Yeah. And they, they'd leave their husband for him. But so that, that's, uh, that's going to be my song. All right. Um, I would, uh, we don't know what the next subject's going to be. Um, sorry it took so long. We had some uh, issues. <laughs> yeah, getting this one going. It's called life. You know, war is going on right now. Sickness, sickness. Uh, students twisting my legs. Yeah, family that, members going to hospitals. Yeah, we're getting old. Uh, yeah, is one of the things here. The couch and I are having relation issues, and I haven't spent enough time with her, so I've had to, <laughs> unfortunately, get back. And reconnect with my couch. Yeah, yeah. And I'm getting fat. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, till next time. Until then, same bad channel, same bad place. Na 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 na. Ninety jets. <laughs> All right. This is my song, Urantia.
And that was Urantia by the Deftones. Hey, this is Dan. This is uh, my song, Elvis, If I Can Dream, the 1968 comeback. There must be lights burning brighter Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why. Oh, why? Oh, why can't my dream come true? Oh, why? Exercise the demons. <laughs>